the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Hello everyone, great to have your company and welcome to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Thanks to Hayes and Mardo for another entertaining two hours of the run home. Uh, they're very excited here in the office. The NBA got out of the, uh, underway this morning. Jimmy's hasn't had any sleep. He's been watching back-to-back games. Mardo was excited. Uh, no, anyway, you'll have plenty of coverage of the NBA. Let me tell you on the run home between now and game number 82. So we'll be right across it. Don't worry about that. All right, plenty coming up on the program between now and six. Very shortly, I'll be speaking to a lady who has represented this country with distinction well over 100 times, 120-odd caps she has for the Australian women's football team, the Matildas, who today... It was released that uh, their three matches against uh, the likes of Iran, the Philippines and Chinese Taipei are all sold out. No tickets left. So we'll speak to Emily Van Egmont, who played, by the way, in that game, that last Matildas game here in Perth some years ago, where just 7,500 people rocked up, which wasn't a bad attendance for the Matildas at that stage. Against Thailand, they won by five goals to nil. Little did we know, looking into the future, that we would uh, envisage and experience uh, the explosion of interest regarding our women's football team to the fact that over 100,000 people will view their performance here in Perth over the next few days. So uh, Emily's going to join us on the program uh, in a little while. And then later, I'll be speaking to Cam Bancroft, the West Australian opening bat who's in Adelaide preparing himself for another Sheffield Shield match against South Australia at the Adelaide Oval. He's been in great form, a couple of centuries and 91, and he made a duck for Willerton last weekend. He let a ball go and it rattled his furniture and he was out for a duck in club cricket. Not that he plays club cricket very often, but I might remind him of that. But anyway, we're going to talk to Cam Bancroft. Looking forward to having a chat to him a bit later on in the program. That's all coming up here on Sports Day WA. Thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year, and Tormart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Well, the major news story locally today for the good oil for Cobram Estate, Premier Australian extra virgin olive oil, is the fact that West Coast Eagles AFLW coach Michael Price decided to step down immediately, even though they had a very good win against Essendon against the odds at the weekend. It was probably this comment that prompted people asking questions around the Eagles. Yeah, tough result. Um, I thought we started okay. Our, our first half, our pressure was right up there. But at the end of the day, that's um, the team that won the grand final last year against the team that finished last in 18 teams in the comp and only 10 games. How we play that team is beyond me. That's what you get when you get fixed in like that. Okay, so after three seasons, uh, he's decided to step down and he said, I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of the role as senior coach of this amazing group. 
there is exciting upside for these players moving forward. But after three seasons, I believe it's time for a new voice. So Michael Pryor has stepped down earlier today on the run home with Hayes and Mardo. Uh, Michelle Cowan, the AFLW Eagles head of women's football, spoke about this very matter. I think for us it's um, a greater clarity for our program moving forward, um, some really good clarity for our players. But, you know, re- reflect, Mick took us through the hub, um, through the COVID period, um, transitioning our list as well and has been our coach for the last three seasons. And there's been some challenging times there um, with the group and, and the hub and things like that. But I think for this decision, it just gives us really good clarity for all of our players moving forward um, and the program as well. And uh, it's a really united group and looking forward to um, what we continue to build. Yeah, so there you go. That was Michelle Cowan, who's the head of women's football at the West Coast Eagles, uh, making her comments on the program earlier today, the run home. Now, the Chief Executive Officer, Trevor Nisbet, acknowledged the contribution of Pryor in his three seasons at the helm but did say that Michael assumed the role in difficult circumstances where our AFLW team played two seasons in the same year. He says, I would like to thank him for his commitment to the program and for the role he has played in shaping what we believe is a squad capable of evolving into a formidable team. And we will play out the season and then navigate our way forward as we search for a senior coach. So that's from the West Coast Eagles. Uh, The lead story locally here for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. If you'd like to join us on the program anytime you can through the Tempera Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call 13 12 55. A quick break and then we'll speak to Emily Van Egmont, the Matilda's star who's been playing in the green and gold now going on 13 years. Uh, It's all started from humble beginnings to what is now a juggernaut our ladies football team. Emily is next here on Sports Day WA. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, welcome back to Sports Day WA. Let's update the cricket for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Uh, Travis Head, all the fanfare, they thought he was going to open the batting with Dave Warner. Mitch Marsh was going to go down to either three or four. Well, Travis Head is not playing in the World Cup match against the Netherlands. Cam Green, by the way, has come in to replace Marcus Stoinis, who's got a bit of a calf niggle, so he's been rested as well. Uh, So... Marsh out for nine. He went for a pull. Uh, he skied it. It went straight up in the air. And uh, Ackerman, uh, Ackermanus or Ackerman, Ackerman took the catch off uh, Van der Beek. Yes, he went for a pull shot, boys. They're all, they're, all, they're all giggling, actually, in the producer's area. The ball was short. There is a shot in cricket called the pull. And that's exactly what Marsh tried to implement. Smith is 21, not out. Warner is 21 as well. And the run rate, 5.89. We're in the 10th over in Australia, 1 for 53 against the Netherlands. All thanks to Polaris. Plate clearance deals on now. Little things really entertain small minds. Save $2,000 on the Ranger 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. 
And now, it gives me great pleasure because they are all the rage uh, at the moment here in Perth throughout Western Australia. We're talking about the Matildas. And, of course, you can chat with mates. Uh, mate, fair dinkum internet without the fuss. And joining us is one of the stars of the Matildas, has played over 100 times for a country, played with distinction. Longevity has been the key to her success. And we're talking about Emily Van Egmont, and she joins us on the program. Emily, thanks for your time. Uh, no worries. Thanks for having me. Great to have a chat to you again. Uh, what was training like? 35-degree heat. Uh, is all the squad basically assembled now? Because I know you were waiting on a few players connected with the Arsenal Football Club to arrive. Yeah, everyone's here now. Um, good to have the the whole squad back together. Um, and yeah, what can I say? This this beautiful Perth weather uh, turning it on for the for the Matildas. Any time uh, to go down to the beach and have a bit of a frolic in the ocean? Uh, I wish we I wish we could, but obviously since landing, it's it's been all business as we've got three really important games coming up. What was training like today? What's the general feel inside the squad? Uh, of course, getting together for the first time since the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yeah, vibes are high, mood's great. Uh, good to see the girls again. It's It's been a while since we've all seen each other, so to be able to come back together and, and focus on these three games ahead is, is always a pleasure. Emily, it's interesting when you look at the basis of the squad. Sam Kerr made a debut for the Matildas in 2009. You debuted in 2010, and then Caitlin Ford the year after 2011. And the year after that, uh, we had uh, Catley, Gorry, Kennedy, Rasso, Arnold. You're almost like a a family within a family, aren't you? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, we've we've all been fortunate enough to grow up with, with one another from a young age and to be able to continue our careers here on the international level is is something really special and, um, you know, part of the reason why we, you know, we have such good chemistry within this group. So how important is uh, those names that I've just mentioned to try and nurture some of the young talent that now are experiencing something special with the profile of the Matildas? We're talking about Courtney Vine and some of the other youngsters that are in the squad. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, it's it's always um, the way as a senior player, you, you have younger players coming in and, and ultimately, you know, you you want to make sure you... First of all, you set the set the bar high of um, what's accepted and what's not. But um, yeah, I think credit to those girls who have come in. They've you know they've they've done remarkably well, and um, they they deserve to be here. So it's it's exciting times. It is exciting times. Exciting times for the Matildas. Exciting times for football in this country, and exciting times for the Perth people and people in Western Australia. You played in that game, and I know you've commented on it. That friendly against Thailand back in 2018, you won comfortably five nil, and there was just over seven and a half thousand people uh, that attended that game at HBF Park. And here we are now, five years on, and over a hundred thousand people will cast their eyes on the Matildas. So the explosion of interest has just been astounding, hasn't it? Yeah, it's amazing to, to think back five years, you know, to to just have shy of 8,000 people coming out and, and now we've got a sold-out crowd. It's it's amazing. And, um, yeah, the way that Australia's really got behind this team is is really special and I know the girls uh, thrive off it. So we're excited to obviously have our first opening game against Iran at HBS, but um, the big one, obviously, at the stadium coming up. 
Yeah, and it's officially a sellout. All three games are sold out. So 60,000 here at Optus and over 20,000 tomorrow night and next Wednesday at HBF Park. We saw some very entertaining football played during that FIFA Women's World Cup and a lot of the purists really enjoyed the way the Matildas played, the standard of football and the way you knock the ball around. Uh, are we likely to see a similar uh, type of play in these three games? Yeah, for sure. I think for us, it's obviously building now of the success of the World Cup. Um, there's an Olympic Games on the horizon, and and that's obviously our um, our short term goal is is to be there in Paris. So for us, it's it's all about getting the results in these three games. Is as we know, it's it's not going to be easy, and we always look to put our our best foot forward. And, of course, this is all about the Paris Olympics uh, qualification for that in 2024. And you've sampled the Olympics when it comes to international football at the Games. You were there in Rio in 2016. And, of course, Tokyo 2020, where you just failed to get a bronze medal, beaten 4-3 in the bronze medal playoff after losing 1-0 to Sweden in the semi. How special is it uh, to maybe win a gold medal at the Olympic Games, considering uh, the money that there is around for men's and now women's football around the world? Yeah, it's it's obviously in the back of everyone's mind. And ultimately, you know, you're not going just to make the numbers up. You're going to win. And, um, you know, the, the World Cup showcase just how competitive um, the game's getting, especially on, on the women's stage. So for us, it's the first job is obviously getting there. And um, hopefully we can do that. Um, you know, within the next few months. And, and the first leg of that is these games here in Perth. Do you enjoy the Olympic uh, format, the fact that uh, the Matildas can play in the Olympics? And you know, there's some very elite sports people, like, you know, Roger Federer and NBA basketballers that love to get a gold medal at the Olympics, even though there's no monetary uh, gain associated to it. It's something special. Is that the same feeling for you and the Matildas players? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, as an athlete, you dream about these things and the fact that we're going to have the, the chance and the possibility of potentially uh, going and, and then obviously meddling is, is you know, it's it's something we all we all look forward to. Who do you think out of the three nations that you'll take part with Iran, Philippines and Chinese Taipei over the next week, who do you think will offer the Matildas the sternest opposition? Yeah, look, I think um, everyone's investing and, and throwing a huge amount of resources now into the game. I think um, everyone's getting better and, you know, you can't take any of these teams lightly. It's They're all going to pose a, a bit of a different challenge for us. But um, at the end of the day, we, we back ourselves. And, yeah, for me, obviously, the Philippines, um, you know, they're coming off the back of, of being in the World Cup as well. So um, they're, they're definitely... One to keep our eye on, but for us, it's the first game against Iran. We need to, to make a statement in that first game and get off uh, on the right foot. We're talking to Emily Van Egmont, uh, who's one of the stars of the Matildas. After all, she's the fourth highest capped of all time, four World Cups, a couple of Olympics. And like a bottle of red wine, we've said it many, many years, uh, many times, you're getting better with the years. Uh, it doesn't look like Emily Van Egmont is prepared to maybe hang up uh, the Australian Matildas shirt in the not-too-distant future? 
yeah, we'll we'll take it, uh, you know, game by game. But at the moment, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying. <laughs> I love I love that line. Yeah, I feel like I'm in a good place. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. It is fantastic. You started playing football at a very young age. And I know your dad, uh, as we know, Gary Van Egmont, uh, played for the Socceroos and also was heavily involved in the old National Soccer League and the A-League. I gather he was the driving force for his daughter to play the round ball game. Yeah, for sure. He's been huge for my career. And without him, I don't think I'd have the career I've had to date. So I'm obviously very fortunate to have to have him as a father figure. Is it true that when you came back from Germany, you came back and played with your childhood club, the Newcastle Jets? And I think Craig Deans may have been the coach who also played for the Glory many years ago, was the coach of the Newcastle Jets. And somehow they worked a deal that made you get back to Newcastle and play. And it was the first paid transfer in the W League. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was something along those lines. I mean, yeah, Credit to the Newcastle Jets and obviously Craig Dings at the time to, to help me get out of that and to get back and, and play in some games as it was an important part um, and time for me um, to be getting some more game minutes um, off the back of my stint in, in Germany. And, yeah, again, just fortunate enough to have the backing of that club at the time and, and obviously the head coach and Craig Dings. After you finish these World Cup or the Olympic qualifiers, you will head back to the United States because you play with the San Diego Wave, even though the season... I believe has just concluded and uh, you finished on top after the regular season. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We've just won the shield there. So we'll be look, looking to ho- hopefully go on better and win this semi-final um, as soon as this window's finished here for international duty and hopefully make the championship. A couple of final questions, Emily. I know you're busy and I thank you very much for your time. This is the second chat we've had within a week, which is great from my point of view. I'm not sure what you feel about it, but I appreciate your time. Um, is it believe you've known Sam Kerr since she was about 14 or both of you are roughly the same age? Yeah, I'm, I think I first met Sammy when I was about 13 or 14 at a, um, at a, junior, at a junior national team camp, yeah. And what was she like then? She was just the same as what she is now, pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, is she the practical joker in the rooms? Yeah, she's you know she's great. She's um, you know she's she's top for the, for the group. She's our captain. She's our leader. You know her her success um, both on and off the pitch obviously speaks for herself. And the most important thing is she's just you know a well-rounded, rounded, great person. And uh, really the right leader for the team as far as the on-field captain? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, she's led our team now for a numerous amount of years and we've we've had quite a bit, bit of success with Sammy at the forefront. So, um, you know, she's she's a natural-born leader. Um, she enjoys it. And the most important part is she's, she's always stayed humble and true to herself. Well, it's exciting times for you. We've just finished the FIFA Women's World Cup. We're now playing these uh, qualifiers for the Olympic Games in Paris. I know you recently got engaged, which is very exciting for you. When you, your playing days are over, will you settle in the States or will you come back to Australia or you haven't made your mind up yet? Uh, I'm not too sure at the moment. I mean, we'll see how it all pans out. Never know what the future holds um, post-footballing uh, career. But, yeah, um, I'm sure whatever it is, it'll... It'll be an exciting time. I'm really looking forward to it. I know over 100,000 people and the ones that couldn't get tickets are looking forward to it. Uh, walk into Perth, enjoy the hospitality, and more importantly, enjoy the football, Emily. And thanks very much for your time. 
No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, good on you. Uh, Emily Van Egmont, uh, just an absolute star of the Matildas and will play such an important role in the three games coming up. The first one, of course, uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kickoff. All thanks to Mate. Score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with Mate. And as you heard in the chat, she's pretty good mates with Sam, who is actually a real character inside the rooms. Uh, for our friends at Irrigear is here to save time and water. Let's update the cricket for you. Australia one for 70. Smith is 36 off 30 balls. Warner is... 23 off 25 balls. And uh, the man out was Mitch Marsh. He was out for nine. We're in the 12th over, one for 70. The current run rate, 5.92. And that's for Irrigear, which offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, uh, we'll come back with more. Don't go away. This is Sports Day WA. Cam Bancroft is not far away. And you can join us anytime on the Temperate Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. The Scarborough Toyota Open Line. Call Peter Vlahos anytime on 13 12 55. Sell your car to Scarborough Toyota in Osborne Park. They buy all makes and models. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. And just regarding Sam Kerr, we spoke to Emily Van Egmont just a short time ago on the other side of that break. And it appears that Sam Kerr won't be playing the full 90 minutes in any of the three games that the Matildas will play here in Perth. She's still managing the calf injury that marred her FIFA Women's World Cup campaign. And her playing minutes will be restricted during these uh, three Olympic Games qualifiers. She'll play against Iran, the Philippines and Chinese Taipei. That is uh, tomorrow night, Sunday and next Wednesday night, respectively, with the winner of the group, as we know, guaranteed a spot in the next round of qualifiers in February. But Perth fans will see the hometown hero, Kerr, in action. You'll see her in action. But Matilda's coach, Tony Gustafsson, said today that the star striker wouldn't play 90 minutes in any of the games and that he was yet to decide whether to start the Australian skipper or use her off the bench. Uh, Kerr's minutes, by the way, for Chelsea in the new English Women's Super League season have also been managed as she continues her recovery from that torn calf that led to her appearing in just four of Australia's seven World Cup matches and only three as a starter. So that's the latest regarding Sam Kerr. All right, uh, the leg up now, Australia's fastest-growing tipping service. Uh, let's see if we can find a winner from a big race meet tomorrow. Here's Blake Johnston. G'day, fellas. Nice to get a few winners for our listeners over the last few days. Now, tomorrow, we're going to find another one. Let's go to Gosford, race six, number 13, water ski. This is a filly from the Godolphin Yard who had Tron absolutely super prior to her debut effort. 
She just simply didn't have any luck. She covered extra ground without cover and she was entitled to peak on her effort. She's been for a spell. She's been back to the trials. I love the recent trial. I reckon she's ready to explode first up here over 1,100 metres. She'll get back. She'll find cover. And I think she'll be too good for them. So that is Gosford, race six, number 13, water ski, our best play of the day. If you do play, please do so responsibly. And as always from the Leg Up Australia, good luck. Yeah, thanks very much, Blake, uh, for the leg up. And you can get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fast-growing tipping service, all you need to do is go to the legup.com.au. Uh, just on the Temper of Bedshed text machine, you can join us anytime, 0487 736 736. Hi, Peter. Disappointing to hear that Sam Kerr's playing time will be managed due to the calf injury. See where Connor Blakely, after winning a premiership flag with the Gold Coast Suns in the VFL, is heading back to WA to play for Swan Districts in 2024. Oh, good on you, Connor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and of course, his brother, I think it's Nathan, actually, uh, has been playing at Swan Districts. His father, Mark, by the way, as we know, played for East Perth. Mark Blakely, who I know very well, and was a decent uh, footballer, a left footer. It was Mark Blakely. Uh, They were, of course, up here in Perth, and then they settled in Bunbury, did the Blakely family, and uh, very well known in the southwest of Western Australia. Thanks, Lise. I didn't know that. So Connor Blakely is heading back to WA and will play for the Swan Districts. The Swans, as they're known these days by many, and it offends a few of the old-timers, the Black Ducks in 2024. That's Lisa from Ellenbrook. I appreciate that, Lisa. Well, the San Antonio Spurs have been pretty cautious with Victor Webanyama uh, so far. As we know, he made his debut in the NBA overnight, and this is what he had to say. This one feels... Feels uh, unreal. Even more, a month ago, I thought that uh, some some preseason games would prepare me for that moment, and that I, I would, it would be like just another game, maybe. But it feels totally different. Just the the fact that it's an actual NBA preseason uh, regular season game, you know, it is different. I want to win as many titles as I can in the long run. I know it's not something easy to do. Many, many, and most players have their career and never never get to even the finals or, or to win championship but uh um I know I'm I know it's I mean it's one of my biggest goals in life so I know I'm gonna reach this one day or the other and it's all I'm you know I'm dedicating the next I don't know how many years in my life to to to, to reach this and um I'm ready to sacrifice anything would you consider yourself a clutch player oh yeah yeah for sure well, the Spurs have kept their plan for the seven-foot, uh, four-inch rookie sensation very much under wraps. Uh, and so it's unclear when and if he will rest any games, especially as the league continues its crackdown on load management with the new player participation policy, which gets me thinking, actually, uh, will that be a factor when it comes to other sports? Uh, the Crackdown on load management, the new player participation policy. In other words, even though you might be a gun, because you're a new player, you've got to be managed in those early years of your professional sporting career. Could it come up in other sports? We know there's load management requirements when it comes to cricketers and in particular fast bowlers, but it's not just for young people. It's mainly even for seasoned campaigners when it comes to cricket. Could it maybe... Uh, filter in to AFL football when it comes to 
rookies and young players. We'll have to wait and see. Speaking about football, Adam Uze is the brand-new coach of the Richmond Football Club and today the head of the uh, Tigers football department. Neil Baum had his say on the new Tigers coach. He's really impressed me. Um, as you know, I, I coached him when he was a kid. Yeah. We, we drafted him. And um, if I look back at him, he was such a quiet introvert. Not introverted, but, you know, he was kept to himself. Beautiful player. Not difficult to deal with at all. But he didn't. you, you wouldn't say then that he's going to be a coach because he was really quite fairly quiet, but he was intelligent and all that sort of stuff. And you can see he's come through the system and just grown. And the way he presents and you know, how engaging he is is magnificent. So we can't wait. I mean, we, we went through quite a significant process. To this is this, These are the sort of values and qualities he's got to have. And so we did that fairly deeply. So he's what we need. And it was quite challenging because um, Andrew McCold was a really did really well for us, and we took him very seriously. But in a funny way, probably a new voice is probably important to us at this stage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, we think uh, Minnie will be a senior coach one day for sure. He's just got wonderful qualities, and it's good. Yeah, you know, we we also knew that he'd have three or four clubs to be interested in putting. Him. Yeah, there you go, Neil Baum uh, talking about Adam Uze, who he said he knew from a young age. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, I'll come back with Cam Bancroft, uh, the WA side take on South Australia in a Shield match. And we might dig a little deeper into what makes Cam Bancroft tick. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. We're here for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. And not forgetting that Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game worth over $70,000. All you need to do is just shop in-store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance to win, of course, TNC's to apply. Sheffield Shield Action returns for WA at the Adelaide Oval tomorrow. They take on South Australia. And joining us is the man that's making runs beautifully at the start of this uh, Shield campaign in uh, Cameron Bancroft. Cam, thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, Peter. Now, I follow my Sports Day WA program follows the run home with Hayes and Mardo. Hall Hayes will be and Damien Martin. And you're probably wondering, where are you going with this? Now, Hayes didn't say anything, but Mardo said to me, what do you got on the program, Peter? I says, I've got Cam Bancroft on. Just tell him he was silly to go for cricket because he was such an outstanding Australian rules footballer. <laughs> I believe you played an exhibition match together and you were BOG. Oh, if, um, yeah, hiding in the back pocket is um, what you call that. Um, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, we um, we had a really good time, um, um, yeah, up in Newman, um, yeah, raising some money up there. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was, uh, it was really good fun and nice to get to know uh, Marto as well. He's a really great fella. Yeah, as I said, his show goes to air with Paul Hazel between three and five and I follow that every day. Just a couple of things before we get into the cricket. Is Wayne Andrews uh, star still coaching you? Uh, yeah, star still has a really big yeah impact on um, yeah 
my my life and and my career. We catch up pretty uh, pretty regularly. Um, uh, he's a great man. He's had a yeah very positive impact on on my career and my batting, especially for sure. He was a great uh, cricketer for Western Australia and played great cricket for many years at South Perth. You must have come together when you were fairly young. Yeah, I started hitting with Wayne when I was like 10, 10 years old, I reckon, um, at Muleman's uh, Cricket Centre there in South Perth. And, um, yeah, probably like all young young kids, their um, yeah, fathers sometimes feel like they don't listen to what they have to say. So getting someone external to kind of, um, help a little bit. I think that's what my dad was sort of thinking. But um, yeah, look, yeah, I, I was just really keen to to learn to get better and improve. And um, yeah, my parents, I guess, are really good at yeah finding resources that could add value. And uh, I feel really lucky that you know I was to meet Wayne and and to you know um, you know develop a a really great relationship as time's gone on. So um, yeah, look, he's he's been incredible. And um, yeah, it's definitely shaped me to be the player that I am today. Um, nah. No doubt about it. Yeah, he's a fantastic fellow. I remember him years ago down there at Richardson Park. What about Justin Langer? Has he got any sort of connection with yourself as as well? Yeah, Jale and I, we um yeah, we keep in touch regularly and um yeah, occasionally we'll um yeah, have a have a hit with each other as well. He's yeah, he's someone I respect um yeah, really highly and um yeah, I just felt uh, a couple of years ago especially more so that I just felt like the kind of, you know, edge that, that he had as a player and probably the understanding he's got in my own game, um, you know, of his time being my coach, I just felt like that was going to be a resource that was going to, you know, hopefully allow me to improve and get better. And, um, yeah, look, yeah, really values, you know, his friendship and his, and his guidance that he's added to my game. And, yeah, it's definitely someone that I um, still tap into today. You seem so composed at the crease. Uh, you've got uh, got a great shot selection, uh, and you seem calm. It looks like as a an opening batsman for WA, and of course you've been at the top order really all your professional life. That you don't seem to be flustered. I believe your pre-match routine is a case of maybe getting by yourself and and doing a bit of yoga and meditating just to settle yourself down. Is that part of your sort of pre-game ritual in any way? Yeah, yeah. I- practice um yeah meditation and um yeah definitely part of yeah definitely part of you know how i live each day regardless if i've got a game on or or not it's it's um yeah it's probably been a a journey that um yeah i've been really interested in um you know through the development of you know my career and my life um and you know initially it was about you know improving my performance and wanting to you know, get an edge, be a bit more relaxed um, whilst playing the game. Um, you know, I was probably a little bit intense, I think, when I first started and um, it sort of evolved from there to not only become something that, you know, was a part of me playing better cricket, but, you know, part of me just living a really good life. So, um, you know, I try and be really consistent with that and I've, you know, got my practices and the things like that, that I do each day and, um, you know, they didn't give me a chance to, I think be as centred as I can, you know, despite the, you know, the challenges that, you know, come each and every day. I've been interested in it as well. And in fact, someone said to me on the weekend, Pete, you should try it because, you know, your, your job sometimes can get the better of you. Did it take a while for you to grasp the mechanics of it all or did you just basically naturally pick it up? Um, well, like, um, yeah, like 
like all things, like I probably just dabbled in, um, you know, some really basic kind of like guided meditations and, and things like that. And, you know, and I guess from there, like that sort of, that thirst to, to learn and um, learn a bit more, that sort of grew a little bit. Um, and then probably like, yeah, four years ago, I um, I learned this, uh, you know, breathing technique called um, Sudarshan Kriya, which is like, um, you know, taught through an organization called The Art of Living. And um, pretty much from there, I felt like, you know, the, the sorts of, um, the, you know, the kind of peace and the kind of clarity that, you know, I was probably connecting with with meditation you know really kind of you know came to me when I sort of learned this breath work and then some meditation that complemented it too and once it became really consistent with it over time I you know um you know I just started to yeah I guess I started to see a lot of shifts and kind of changes in in myself and um and I guess other people probably you know sense that a little bit in you too but um you know it's a it's a journey and um yeah I, I um yeah, I feel really lucky, I guess, to be able to, um, you know, have explored it and um, I guess to have, you know, got some benefit, really positive benefit from it all too. Lovely insight. I appreciate that. Now, of course, you're a Williton boy and a fellow that's connected with the Williton Creek Club is a guy called Matt Johnson, who you know very well. Mm. Matt works mm. here at SENWA with uh, yours truly. I see him every day. And he showed me he showed me the vision of you letting the ball go last weekend and getting knocked <laughs> over for no score. What happened there after, of course, scoring ninety-one in the previous game for WA? Uh, yeah, look, credit where credit's due. It was a nice ball. Um, you know, sometimes you sometimes you win, sometimes you make others win. So um, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> what happened on the weekend, but. Um, yeah, look, it was, uh, yeah, probably would like to play a little bit better. But, um, yeah, look, that's cricket, isn't it? And, um, yeah, look, any chance I get where I can play for Williton, I really, really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, Matt's a great man, a legend of the Williton District Career Club. And, um, yeah, I'm sure you're enjoying his enjoying his company. Uh, very, um, very nice, uh, nice bloke. So, yeah, he is. Um, he's a tremendous fella. Pass that one on. Yeah, he's a tremendous <laughs> fella and a good addition to the team here at SENWA. Let's talk cricket. Yeah. It's been a fabulous start, hasn't it? A couple of big hundreds, a 91. You couldn't be more than happy the way this summer has started for you. Yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, I feel like I've, um, you know, played, played pretty well. Even, um, you know, I sort of feel like even you know, some fluency that I would like to have a little bit more at the crease probably hasn't a hundred percent been there, but, you know, despite that to, um, you know, to sort of find a way and, um, you know, stick to stick and be consistent to, you know, what works for me, that's probably been the most, you know, pleasing thing, thing so far. Um, um, you know, definitely lots to build on, but yeah, it's certainly been a, a really nice, um, yeah, nice start to the season, which is, uh, which has been good. What about all the white noise around Cam Bancroft regarding certainly in time getting back where he deserves to be at the top of the Australian batting order with the pending seemingly retirement of Dave Warner? How do you handle that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't deny that, um, you know, like all, all young players and, you know, probably all cricketers, like you want to represent your country and... Um, you know, I'm definitely, you know, no, no different to that. Um, you know, that's a, that's something I'd be really proud to be able to, to do again. And, um, you know, but I, you know, I've been in these, these positions before and, um, 
you know, at the end of the day, the most important thing is just, um, you know, to enjoy being where you are now. And, you know, right now that's, you know, with Western Australia and it's in, you know, um, you know, shield cricket and, and one day cricket and, um, you know, just really enjoying, enjoying that and doing the best I can, you know, for WA and look, I think regardless of, um, you know, speculations and things like that, it's always more enjoyable to play well. And, um, you know, that's something that I'd want to do regardless of, you know, um, what's, what's hanging around or not. So, um, yeah, look, just playing well for WA, sticking with that and, um, you know, enjoying learning and, um, about my game more and more. And, um, yeah, I'm sure the the rest will um, you know all take care of itself when it's meant to be. Very much so, and you must feel pretty lucky to be involved with the WA cricket setup, considering what's transpired the last couple of seasons, and of course even this season. It's a formidable squad, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. We've you know we're quite blessed with the talent that we have here, and the um, you know the depth of that talent as well, and um, that's been. You know, I, I guess a bit of a hallmark of you know what we've created over a, a long period of time, and um, I think the first game of the season was a really good example of that. Like we, you know, we beat Victoria that were, you know, they were, we had a really really strong side, and um, you know, Jaden Goodwin hasn't played a lot of cricket last couple of years. Comes in and gets a sixty, and Liam Haskett makes his debut, and you know, makes a really strong contribution. Um, you know, and I think that's like what we're trying to create, what we're about, you know, the guys that um, guys like that can come in and, and feel a really um, strong role and be confident in doing so. So, you know, that's really awesome to see. And um, I think a great example of, you know, where we've come. So um, yeah, look, we, we want to keep winning and um, keep being really successful. So um, yeah, plenty to achieve still. And, um, you know, hopefully we can go better again this season. Couple of final questions. I know there's back-to-back Shield games coming, and of course, as soon as we hit December, it pauses for a while, and we get into the Big Bash. Uh, we mentioned Justin Langer earlier, and I still recall the time when he was coach of WA, and the BBL had just started, and he was flabbergasted when Mike Hussey decided to sign for the Sydney Thunder because he felt that West Australian product should be playing for West Australian teams. Of course, there's been. Plenty of water under the bridge since then. Are you looking forward to a bit of a challenge playing for the Sydney Thunder in the upcoming BBL? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be really really different. Um, you know, I'm obviously a very you know proud um, West Australian. Um, you know, but yeah, I guess uh, you know sometimes yeah the way that the the big bash is kind of running and the way that um, it's evolving, there's, you know, it's become more and more opportunities, I guess, for, you know, players to um, go and play for other teams and stuff. And yeah, that obviously um, became a really good opportunity for me. And um, yeah, whilst, whilst proud and, and obviously sad to leave, uh, you know, the scorches, um, yeah, it also presents a really, really strong, um, yeah, really strong start somewhere different. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, um, you know, connecting with some different guys and, um, you know, hopefully winning some games and, you know, building some really strong success at the Thunder as well. So, yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to be new. But, um, yeah, look, really looking forward to the challenge. Thanks for joining us. Good luck for the Shield game tomorrow and keep getting those runs, mate. Thanks for your time. Would it? Thanks, Peter. Cheers.
An extended chat there with Cam Bancroft, the star WA opening batsman, uh, head of the Shield game against South Australia tomorrow at the Adelaide Oval. Don't forget, you can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. And as we know, the Wildcats take on the Brisbane Bullets, RAC Arena on Friday night. And we wish them the best of luck as well. All right, that's it for the program. Thanks for joining us today. I'll be back again tomorrow from 5 right here on SENWA. All thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Thanks, Jimmy, and also thanks to Paul Heath, Heater, for panelling the program.